1: You're listening to the AME radio show.
2: Yay! Welcome to another edition of the AME radio show, the show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. I'm your host Jason Dowd and we have got a great show for you guys today. We have a couple of musicians coming on today and I'm really excited to be able to talk to them and premiere some of their music right here on the AME radio show. So we're going to be talking to them in just a little bit and getting inside their head what made them love music so much, what made them pursue it, and of course, talk about some of their most recent projects and singles. So lots to talk about with them coming up here in a little bit. And we're going to be talking sports because tomorrow is the Super Bowl, and that means the top two teams of the NFL are going to be facing off against each other for the, the rights to be called the Super Bowl champions and the top team of the, of the NFL this year. So, before we get into all of that, though, please check out our website, www.theabmagazine.com, and while you're there, you'll be able to see so much and be inspired by so much as well. You'll be able to get all of our links to our social media networks. so please like us and follow us and be a part of that conversation as well. You can also see the links to our Apple and Android platforms. You can download the apps for completely free. We don't charge a dime. You'll also be able to see everything that we have coming up on the AME Experience, which is all of our Our platforms, the television, magazine, and radio show. So there's lots of stuff up there for you guys, and we hope that you'll take advantage of that. Go up there and be inspired and see some of the amazing people we've talked to. All right. So let's kind of talk about our guests that we have coming up today. We have Amanda Cooksey. She is a country pop singer, and she is going to be talking about her brand new single called Girl in a Mirror. I'm really excited about this. It's a great song. I think you guys are going to love it. And then we have Maddie Logan coming on. She is also a country pop singer, and she has a brand new song out called Freedom Fighter. So both both ladies, we're going to be talking about what makes them love what they love to do the most, which is sing and and perform music and um, tell stories through their music. So you're not going to want to miss this, and you're not going to want to miss these two singles that we have coming up for them in just a little bit after their interviews. So lots of stuff to cover on there. So before we get into any discussions today, go check out GladysGoodies.com. That's GladysGoodies, G-L-A-D-D-Y-S-G-O-O-D-I-E-S.com for natural, healthy pet treats and swag. we got so many amazing things up there for your dog. Bowls, blankets, health care products, and healthy treats. And they got a variety of them. They have salmon, they have sweet potato, beef, pork, turkey, and chicken. And if you want to get your dog a bag, you just use the promo code A-M-E. That's A as an Apple, M as in Mary, E as an Electric, and you'll be able to save 20% off your order. All you have to do is go up to the website and click it on the promo code when you check out. They have different shipping options for you, and they try to make it affordable and healthy for your dog. So, tomorrow is the Super Bowl. I cannot believe the Super Bowl here is here already. <coughs> that means 18 weeks of football have already taken place. Isn't that crazy? 18 weeks of football has taken place, and we are ready to fight for the final championship. And this year, we have the the Los Angeles Rams. I'm, I, you know, I always want to say St. Louis because since they've moved, but they are the Los Angeles Rams. They will be taking on the New England Patriots, and this is the third Super Bowl in a row that the New England Patriots have made it. And do you know the last team that's been able to do that was the Buffalo Bills? Same, same division, believe it or not. I, I, it's, it's mind-boggling. And this is the Patriots' ninth Super Bowl. What? No, I'm sorry, this is their 11th Super Bowl. They are the most successful franchise in league history. And I know people try to uh, pick them apart every year with cheating and this and, 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 you know, bias that, but let's face it, it hasn't happened. You know they have been able to manhandle every team that they've come up against for over 18 years of excellence. And every year they try to come up with some excuse why they won, why they didn't win. The referees did this, and and you know bad calls here. But let's just face it, they just they just annihilated you. And they are an amazing team this year. And so is the Los Angeles Rams. In fact, if you on paper, the Los Angeles Rams are by far the better team, uh, hands down. But the, you have the one, the one consistency throughout the, the Patriots' success, and that has been the Brady-Belichick duo on the field. So we have, a, we have destiny versus dynasty here today, and this is going to be a fun Super Bowl. I hope the best team wins, and um, you know I'm looking forward to this. This happens to be a full circle, because as Belichick and Brady are winding down their careers, Probably this could be the very last game that we see him together. This is what started it all at, in Super Bowl thirty six, where Brady beat the St. Louis Rams, which happened to be the uh, best show on turf, and shocked the world. And since then, he has been to nine Super Bowls, won five of them, vying for his sixth Super Bowl win, and uh, something that's never happened in the history of football. No one player has ever won six Super Bowls. And the Rams say that's never going to happen. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm really excited for this. And I'm hoping that the commercials are better this year, too. Because you know what? The commercials in the last few years have sucked. They have completely gone around and and got the fun out of them. And they've been politically based. God, you know, I hate that. I'm here to watch a game. I want to watch the game. I want to enjoy the game. I want to let my cares go... F- away for a little bit, and I did that through the game and the commercials. But now it is so politicized all the way across, it drives me insane. I am tired of politics. So I'm hoping that they don't completely politicize the hell out of this one as well. But there is supposed to be that Colin Kaepernick kneel-down ceremony at the at the, um, at the the halftime. We'll see what happens with that. And uh, I think, is it Maroon 5 that's playing the Super Bowl? I don't know. Uh, But it should be interesting to see what happens. And I'm going to talk about all the commercials and the ending next week. So we'll see how that all plays out. And this is kind of fun because, you know, I don't get to do a lot of talking about sports on this show. And that, like I said, that's going to change this year. I really want to get involved with getting more uh, athletes on here and... Tell their story because, you know what, they have overcome a lot to get to where they did and get the, the nor- notoriety that they have. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break right now. We are going to go to um, the phones after we get back, and we're going to be talking to Amanda Cooksey, who is on the line. We're going to be talking to her about her career and her brand-new single called Girl in a Mirror. So we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere.
0: I'm Gladdy, the dachshund, the face of Gladdy's Goodies. Aren't you worried about your pet's health? My parents were too, especially since I developed pancreatitis. They couldn't find any treats I could eat, so they made some. Our natural treats are healthy for all dogs, with and without health issues. We have lots of delicious flavors like chicken, turkey, salmon, sweet potato, beef, and more. With our homemade treats, you won't worry about the contents because they have no chemicals, fillers, or bad ingredients. Go to GladysGoodies.com now to get your fur friend a bag. And pick them up some swag while you're there. You'll be glad you did. Remember, we have the treats and swag to make their tails wag. Again, that's GladysGoodies.com. Again, that's GladysGoodies.com.
3: Hey
1: everybody, this is John Schneider. I want you to listen to my new music and I want you to watch my new movies. How do you do that? Simple. Go to the App Store and get the John Schneider app. By the way, you're listening to the AME Radio Show, and so am I.
0: Hey, this
3: is Jen Lilly from Days of Our Lives, and you're listening to AME Radio Show.
2: Welcome back to the show, everybody. We have on line with us our special guest. Her name is Amanda Cooksey. She's a singer and songwriter, and she's an award-winning writer of music, and that's fantastic. You know, there's a lot of people that cannot do that, and she's won her awards at it in the the uh, Durango Songwriter Expo, and her song Freedom was uh, hit the top 60 in the music row charts, and... That's something exciting to be a to be a part of. And now she's released her brand new uh, song called "Girl in the Mirror," and we're going to be talking to her about her love of music, her writing, what inspires her, and of course about her music. So, welcome to the show, Amanda. How are you doing today?
3: Thank you. I'm doing really good. Um, it's been a busy day of just music for me. So, uh, thank you so much for having me on the show.
2: Oh, you're welcome. I love I love musicians. You know, that's kind of where I got my start in the in the arts. I can't sing. I cannot play any music. But I do love it <laughs> and so I worked with a yeah. band and we went touring around and and I was helping them out kind of like a roadie but yet also their manager slash you know er, you know do, do it boy and, and and I had a lot of fun and uh, you know there's something special about music and, and music touches people's lives in so many different ways so it's really fun to be able to to talk to the people that make it happen and you know create memories for people
3: right no that probably makes sense and yeah you know, we really appreciate people like you who support the arts because i think it's super
2: important it is and you know i think i found that i like independent music artists a lot more than a lot of the stuff i hear on the radio today which is pretty cool wow yeah
3: i mean i guess there's just so much music out there that you know it's easy to appreciate everything you know Mm
2: -hmm. it is And, and you know that's that's what i like about it and if you actually listen to my like my uh, iPod or something like that, you will hear so many different blends of music. I mean, from big band in the in the 1930s and swing all the way up to death metal. If it's cool, I like it, I listen to it. So, you know, I don't have one specific genre that I'm, that I'm pretty much stuck to.
3: Right, I'm the same way. I listen from the 50s and on, so...
2: <laughs> There's something special about the 50s, isn't there?
3: I love it. I mean, I love, like, Sinatra and... Um, Dean Martin and all those people.
2: Absolutely. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself. When did you start getting into music? I mean, it sounds like you pretty much had it born and bred into you, but when did you realize that, you know what, I can sing, or I wanted to actually go out there and play music or or write music? When was that?
3: Right. Well, it's really funny because I was actually, like, a super shy kid uh, when I was younger. So growing up, it was really hard for me to want to get in front of people. And I was singing in church um, in Catholic school and middle school, but usually I was singing with someone else, so it wasn't as, you know, scary of an experience, but I was going to do my seventh grade talent show, and try out, and I chickened out, I was like, oh, I can't do this, and my piano vocal instructor, actually, Ron Feldman, he encouraged me to try out my eighth grade year, he was like, you know, you have to do this, and we, we practiced everything that I was going to do, and... I ended up singing a Vanessa Carlton song and made it into the talent show and realized, okay, I really love performing. And I got a lot of good feedback um, from that performance. So I decided, okay, I think I can do this. And I always loved singing. I was always writing in middle school just for fun. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of like turned into a career officially uh, when I got to high school.
2: That's cool. So, what was it like uh, when you first did your first performance? Because you know, I know a lot of people that are musicians; they really were shy. I'm shy too, and it took me a lot of time to be able to do anything that I, you know, to break out of that shell and get out in front of people. Were your knuckles white on that on that uh, that microphone when you first went out there and (laughs) got in front of people? I mean, it's got to be. I know the feeling, kinda.
3: Yeah, I was um, I was terrified. I mean, when I first walked out. I remember I just sat down on the piano, and I all I saw was the lights, luckily, so I didn't have to see all the people, because there's probably like 500 people in that auditorium, and it's even more nerve-wracking for some reason when you're performing in front of your friends and family. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was kind of like the scariest part, but after I started playing, I kind of just fell into the groove, and I felt a little more comfortable, but initially, I was freaking out. <laughs>
2: Well, the thing about it is that, that, that light, and you know, people don't understand it that's never been on stage. You really cannot see the audience, which is good, because it exactly. kind of puts you in your own little world. But on the other hand, you know that they're there. You know right. you, there's people are going to be either liking you or, or disliking you, and you can't see that, you can't see it till afterwards. So, you yeah. know, that's kind of, kind of nerve wracking for me, but I'm glad you were able to stand up and do it, and you, and you found something that you love.
3: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. My friends, like, they would have never guessed I'd be, you know, in Nashville now, and performing my own music. But I kind of like grew out of the stage right after that. So,
2: so what type of genre did you decide you wanted to embrace? Because and there's there's so many out there, and sometimes it's not even good to just to label yourself to one. But was there one specific thing that just kind of called your heart, and one style that called the, your heart to you, and you're like, okay, this is this is the type of music I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to you know, promote and produce?
3: Right. Well, I guess in high school, I started listening to country music, and I really appreciated the lyrics um, and the storytelling behind everything, all the different songs. And so that kind of uh, made me go the country route. But I've also, like we talked about earlier, I'm inspired by so many different types of music. So I like to blend a little bit of pop in. And as I kind of progressed in my music career, I've also... And it's lived a lot by R&B, so it's, it's definitely becoming more of a pop kind of thing. But I, I still love the, the country lyrics um, and the country storytelling. So I try to incorporate a little bit of a mix of everything in my music.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's good, because if you do that, you also attract a lot of other people that may not like a certain style of music. And, you know, that's the funny thing about me is I did not really get to see a lot of country music until I moved down here. And then when I did hear from it, it was just kind of forced upon me, and I did not like that at all. So what I kind of tried to do is I try, I kind of started listening to it little by little, little by little, and then before I knew it, I, I appreciated it. And you know where I came from, the the most that we got was TNN at nighttime on TV, <laughs> and that was it. And then it was like that 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 station came on and they played music from like I don't know, like seven o'clock at night to like you know two in the morning, and then it was back to television stuff. So. I didn't get I didn't get to experience it like some of the other people did and I kinda I kinda regret that because I missed out on so much of it. You know, but when I came down here the people were just obnoxious about it, you know. <laughs> it's just like you know, okay, I'm turned away but um, you know, there is something special about country music and the storytelling about it. I think that's the most iconic part of that of that music style.
3: Right. And I especially do love like there's a lot of songs that's very clever and unique uh, lyrics and I think you know one of the people who does it best is like Casey Musgrave. so I've always appreciated that uh, part of the writing as well
2: So take me through a little bit of your inspiration process you know how do you find inspiration when you come up with a song or lyrics to a song and what comes first for you is it is it the lyrics or is it the melody and um, you know how? Do, what, what do you do when you sit down to write a song? Where do you go? Do you go to special places, or do or you just kind of just wherever it is? Napkin, whatever you got, whatever you got to write and your right.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: it actually it depends. You know, some of my best ideas have come from the shower, actually. Um, mm. But I've also just woken up out of sleep and have written down ideas and everything. But usually, I have an idea or um, a certain lyric in mind, and I build the melody around that and build the rest of the song around that title or that one lyric. And everything usually is drawn from inspiration that, you know, from other people or experiences that I've had in my own life. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of times, at least recently, that I've just written songs that are not, you know, that are not something I've been going through. So... And usually if I'm writing, I'm usually writing in my room or um, there's a couple different places around Nashville, some co-writing that I'll go to um, that allow songwriters to kind of come in and collaborate and have their own little free space where they're not annoying the neighbors when uh, they're <laughs> so.
2: so I guess you're one of those people that always has a a tablet book of sometime with, you know, empty empty pages on it so you can write in a pencil very close at hand or in hand at all times, I'm sure, right?
3: Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, I usually use my phone for everything now because, yes. you know, it's so 2019, <laughs> so everything's kind of gone, like, to, you know, tablets and computers and everything, so I'm always writing in my notes on my iPhone, which uh, always kind of scares me, though, because at least, you know, paper is safe forever
2: (laughs) (laughs) unless you dump coffee on it (laughs)
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) well that's cool you know that's that's always a special time for me is when I get creative and you know when I get creative is the moment my head hits the pillow at like 11 o'clock at night or midnight and then it's like I gotta get up and I gotta I gotta do do what I gotta do because I'm gonna forget all this stuff so then I'm up all night it's always it's
3: always at the worst time
2: isn't it (laughs) Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about your music here, because I want to be able to uh, play. Uh, we're going to be playing one of your songs here, which I'm really excited about, and I know everybody's yeah. going to be coming on here is going to be, be able to hear it, especially if they haven't heard you, heard you before. So, your song is uh, "Girl in Mirror." That's your newest. That's one of your newest uh, singles that you that you're promoting. Tell me a little bit about that, because that is a really interesting and deep title. I can I can almost kind of picture what you're going to say, but I want to hear you say it.
3: Right. Well. Originally, actually, I wrote this song, and uh, I was writing it by myself in my room, and I imagined pitching it to somebody um, in the country market, and I wasn't planning on recording it myself, so it's kind of funny that I ended up, you know, releasing it as my first single, but all my family and friends were like, oh, you have to release this song, because it was so personal to me. It's basically just about embracing who you are. Um, I've been you know, dealing with a lot of anxiety and just doubting myself a lot in my life. And this was a song to kind of helped me just get out those emotions and feelings and try to kind of turn them into positive ones, because I think we all go through that. So I think it's something that a lot of different people can relate to. And not even just girls, um, even guys deal with the same problems. So it was kind of a song written for myself and to myself. And I hope that it can impact others in the way it's helped me.
2: When I heard you say that that title, the first thing that came to my mind when I was writing it down is I could see a girl in the mirror and she's sitting there looking at her hair and, you know, complain, you know, just not happy with it because it's not perfect or, you know, she's looking at her clothes and it's just not exactly what she wants or, you know, she's looking at all the flaws in, in, in her face or, uh, you know, on her, on her arms or whatever it may be and just not happy with it and then... You gotta realize that that's not necessarily a bad thing and, and sometimes we always look for those negative things and it, and it can drive people insane. You're right, there's a lot of anxiety that can come from that. In fact, I cannot stand looking in the mirror. <laughs> it's like one of the most horrifying things I get to do every day and I have to because I gotta brush my teeth, right? So,
0: <laughs>
2: so I avoid mirrors like the plague. Um, so, I mean, I know exactly what that's going, what, what people go through with that. And, you know, I, I could see those that it was a visual right there. So I know the song's got to be even more powerful than my vision I just had when you said that.
3: Right. And people love, like, they love to pick apart everything about themselves
2: and mm-hmm.
3: compare themselves. But really, you know, there's, there's things about everybody that makes them unique and different. And we really should just focus on embracing what we do have instead of, you know, looking... For
2: what we wish we had, you know, as a photographer, I probably know that more so than anybody because I do a lot of uh, photos with women, and women are extremely picky about themselves, and and they look for every flaw. And I'm looking at that. She goes, "Can you see my arms?" I'm like, "Yeah, they look fine," you know. And they're like, "No, <laughs> no, they're too big. They're too..." And it's like, "Oh, Jesus! You don't realize how hot you are," <laughs> you know. <laughs> And it's like they don't understand that. And, and we are our worst critics with ourselves and our, and our, um, our visions of ourselves and everything else. And it, and, it, and it hurts me that people look at themselves in such a negative fashion because they're really right. not as bad as they're making themselves out to, out to be.
3: Right. And it's been great, though, because I think, you know, today there's been a lot of songs out there um, that are trying to help people, you know, embrace who they are and love who they are because mm-hmm. it seems like it's something people have had to deal with with just the media in general, photoshopping pictures, and it's just a lot, to, a lot out there that makes it easy to compare yourself.
2: You know, I think that's one of the biggest problems that caused this, because we didn't really see this too much, and if it we, if it was back in the old days, it wasn't brought out as much. But I right. know that the, the media does cause a lot of problems. You know, I saw a picture, Twiggy, who was a 1960s uh, supermodel, and she looked like she didn't age a bit, and she's on and she was on this magazine not too long ago. I think it was probably like two thousand nine or ten, and it was so distorted because it was for an oil of Olay commercial that nobody could get results like that from anything. You know, I mean, she's in her seventies and she looks forty. You know, that's wow. just it's just it's just not logical. And this is where people compare themselves to that, and that's a really big problem. I've always seen it as as at least
3: right, right. And that's exactly why I I wanted to write the song. And really, it was just kind of a self-reflection in the moment.
2: So, how about you? Do you embrace yourself? Have you have you like stopped worrying about some of the things that you may be worrying about, and just love who you are?
3: Right. I mean, I I I feel like we all kind of have moments where we get down on ourselves. I think that's just kind of you know part of life. But I've lately I've been trying to just love myself for who I am and be more of myself because my whole life I've been more of a perfectionist, kind of. So it's definitely, you know, taken a lot, but I have to remind myself constantly, you know, to just, you know, relax and live life because otherwise you just miss out.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Well, you're an artist. I wouldn't expect anything less than a perfectionist. <laughs> that's how they are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all are. We really are. <laughs>
2: Well, what are uh, this is obviously uh, not your only single, so you probably have more singles out. Do you have like an EP or LP out that's uh, that you that this particular song's on?
3: Um, I have two other songs out um, that are on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that. Um, they're called Upside Down and If I Could, so you can check them out there. And uh, this is all part of an EP, and I'm going to be releasing the next two songs um, this year, so people can stay tuned.
2: Well, I'm excited about that, and I—I I, unfortunately I'm running out of time because I do want to be able to get your song on here, and I think that's important for people to hear. And I think it's going to be a very huge message in this song, so I'm really hoping people uh, are going to love this song. But tell me where they can find your stuff, where they can find out more about you. I'm sure you got a website, social media platforms, or anything like that that you'd love to be able to promote. And uh, are you going to be going on any tours too? You know, this is the this would be a great time to tell people where you're going to be playing.
3: All right. Well. Right now, I'm mostly in the writing process, so I'm not planning on doing any tours, but if you're ever in Nashville, I'm usually playing playing out somewhere, so I usually have a show a week, but you can find my music, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all those different platforms. I'm also on Facebook um, and Twitter, A. Cooksey Music, Instagram, Amanda A. Cooksey, and then my website is amandacooksey.com, and we just literally fixed that up, so it's, it's getting there, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show.
2: Oh, you're welcome. And you know what? You're such a great guest. I cannot wait to be able to get you on for doing more things. And hopefully this is going to be one of many. Uh, I love having people on here that are creative, and you're definitely one of those people. And I wish you all the best, and I cannot wait to see what you have coming up in the 2019 and beyond. But uh, unfortunately, we got to go to a quick commercial break, guys. So we're going to be going to commercial break. But, Amanda, I want you to be able to introduce this song because, you know what? I can't do it like you can. So go ahead and introduce your song. Get everybody pumped to go listen to it.
3: All right. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is Amanda Christie, and this is my song, Girl in the Mirror, and I hope that it helps you embrace who you are and love yourself.
2: And it's playing right now, guys. Enjoy it. We'll be back after the commercial break.
0: tricks on me i fit just fine in these pair of jeans girl in the mirror don't look at me that way these lines and curves are how i was made you're the only one who knows how to tear me down you know all my insecurities Strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird.
1: Hi, this is Crystal Hunt. I play Alicia Trisk on the new Pure Flix original series, Hilton Head Island. Log on to PureFlix.com so you can stream Hilton Head Island and see me along with my mother, played by Don Mills, and my brother, played by Antonio Sabato, Jr. Hope you tune in. This is Andrea Tantaros from the Fox News Channel and author of the new bestseller, Tied Up the Knots. You're listening to AME Radio.
2: Welcome back to the show, everybody, and today we have on the line with us a special guest. Her name is Maddie Logan. She's a singer-songwriter, and so we're going to be talking about music, and I love talking about music. It's, uh, the, it is the, the, uh, the medicine for the soul, and she is also, uh, not only is she a singer, but she's an award-winning singer. She's a music. She's been in musical theater, and uh, she just has her new EP out called If It's Not Forever, and we're going to be talking about her brand new single off of that EP called Freedom Fighter, and learning a little bit about her as along the way. So, welcome to the show, Maddie. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
2: I'm doing fantastic, I'm glad you could join us today.
1: I'm so glad to be talking with you.
2: So, tell me a little bit about you. Uh, kind of, let's uh, let's get started with kind of how you got into the music industry.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't. That's so hard because I can't really imagine a time when I've been when I haven't been doing music. I started singing. When I was, like, three, my mom said that I would go up to people on the beach Mm -hmm. or on the playground and just ask if I could sing for them. And um, then I started doing acting, which led me to musical theater, and then I started writing my own songs when I was nine. Wow. And um, started recording around then, and I've been in it ever since, so that's 11 years ago.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you wrote your first song at nine, how different has it been between then and now compared to your style? Have you have you uh, pretty much stayed to your same you know uh, your, your same style, just got better, or um, did it completely change altogether when you first started writing songs?
1: Um, well, I definitely like to think that I've gotten better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least I hope it, my handwriting has gotten better. <laughs> at the very least. Um, with writing it all out but uh my style has changed a little bit okay. when I was younger I did more of a pop style but that's more because of where I was from people were kind of pushing me into pop and I always wanted to do something different I didn't really know I was too young to really understand like the different genres I just liked music I was like this is music I want music and um when I started learning more and more about it, I fell more in love with country. So I started writing more of that when I was about 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's gotten progressively different. And the things that I write about are a little bit different. Of course, as I've gotten older, I don't think of the same thing as I did when I was 10, when all I wrote about was, you know, butterflies and how beautiful the world is and like fighting for yourself, you know, like kind of just like Disney channel, (laughs) kind (laughs) of like, themes, and now it's more about uh, my life and love and friendship and, well, still definitely fighting for yourself, and that's what Freedom Fighter is about, so I guess a lot of it hasn't changed.
2: Well, you know, it's easy to do that when you're in school, because, I mean, everybody listens to, like, rap and pop music, because it's a thing to do. I mean, you go to dances, you don't really mm-hmm. hear too many slow slow songs out there, so, I mean, you, you hear the, the music that's upbeat and, and in the in the in the know, and everybody listens to pop. So, I mean, I could see where that would kind of take yeah. you off. Now, what attracted you to the style of country?
1: Um, What attracted me to it is that I love stories. I love songs that tell stories, and I love that that was so much of what country music was. Um, being from California, you go into pop music, and people don't really... Like, it's not as centered around songwriting. When I would tell people here that I wrote all my own stuff, they were like surprised. They were like, you don't want me to write the song for you. They were all very shocked. And then you go into country music and it's more like expected, mm-hmm. more like you're supposed to write your own songs. It's supposed to be what you feel and what you think and about being a good person and about truth and honesty and what real people go through. And I felt that I just gravitated so much more to that than pop music, which was so much about like partying and dancing and, um, which of course there is that in country and everything is different. And of course there's amazing pop songs. Mm -hmm. I just love, I love the sound of country. I love the banjo and the authenticness that may not be a word. Um, it's just a very natural sounding type of music and it's. It makes
2: me happy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's amazing how much country has changed over the years. I mean, when you look at the old stuff from the early days with the George Jones and and all those guys, you have that style that you could definitely distinctively tell this is country. And then I'm sitting there listening to to the radio, and a lot of the times it's changed. It still has the story. That's what makes it so special. But you can add a rock sound to it. You can add even sometimes a metal sound to it. I've even heard rap. Uh, mixed into it they're called the uh,
0: hickle yeah
2: Yeah. and so i'm like you know it's amazing what you can do with country anymore because it's not that that typical style i think that's kind of what turned a lot of the younger generation off was the sound of it and that's why it's evolved to what it is today but yet it still contains the most important value like you said storytelling i i had a feeling that's what 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 you were going to say when you said when i asked you what, what drew you to it so i'm glad you said that
1: yeah, no, you're totally right. It's really crazy looking at how it's changed, and I love all of it. I still listen to George Strait, mm-hmm. uh, Dolly Parton will forever be the queen of everything, um, you know, Loretta Lynn. I still listen to super classics, and then I'll listen to the most modern of stuff, and <laughs> you'll hear, like, people who mix it up and people who do, you know, the fiddle with maybe a little bit more of a pop sound or a little bit more of a rock sound. You'll hear people, like, rapping in some of it. We're having, like, rap artists featured on country music. And it's all kind of crossing over, which is really cool. I mean, I will always love the country sound more than anything, Mm -hmm. but I love all kinds of music. And who says that you can't kind of just go wherever you want and do different things?
2: And that's what's great about it. You can make it your own, and that's special. That's what makes music special, exactly. Mm-hmm. So now that you now that you're kind of getting your feet wet in the industry, you're probably are you are you an independent artist? Yes, yes, I am. Perfect. The reason I ask that is because you know so many people have so, so many different experiences with the independent music realm. But I think it has some amazing advantages but yet also can have some disadvantages to, uh, for it as well. But I guess that's, that's the same thing with anything, even even in a contract of oh, yeah. music. So what are some of the advantages that you've seen to this uh, particular uh, independent music as uh, as opposed to and what are some of the disadvantages to it?
1: Well, music is an odd place to work. Um, like Okay, here's a good example. My brother wants to be a doctor. So he's going to medical school and then he has like all these set things that he has to do. He has to do residency and then he'll be hired by these people and go to this hospital. With music, you do whatever it takes and everybody does stuff that's completely different. So in record companies and independent labels, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. But I feel like with record companies, it's a little bit more set and I feel like they're a little bit more confined Mm -hmm. Um, the advantages to having a label are that they fund your stuff so it makes it easier on that end, the money aspect because they have the money and the power but you're not always as free when you're an independent artist I really do feel like you're independent, you can do whatever you want and try whatever you want to do and maybe it's definitely harder because you know, not as much money or resources, but you become creative, Mm -hmm. and you find your own way in, and I think more and more artists are doing that nowadays, just finding their own way in
3: to the music scene, Mm -hmm.
1: and we're all just becoming creative, especially with the internet and social media, just doing whatever it takes, and we're all just finding our own little niche.
2: Yeah, you gotta get your word out there, otherwise you're just a deserted island. And social media has made that very you know, very accessible to people. But sometimes, and I've tried social media too, and I know that's just as tough as, as trying to be an independent artist. I'm like, you know, I don't know how to get people to bite or anything like that. And, um, you know, there are people out there that are doing it. So how, what's your strategy? And how do you, how do you try to market it to your fans through their, through your social media?
1: Oh my gosh. People ask this question a lot. Like even just my friends, will be like, "How did you get so many followers?" And I'm like, "I really don't have that many, and I have no idea what I'm doing." <laughs> I, just have, I know I'm serious. I have no idea what I'm doing, but um, I just kind of post what I want to, and I try to post like a mix of like, "Hi, I feel like this is a pretty picture of me," or "This is me sitting in my room playing a song. I hope you like it," or "This is a picture of me and my friends." Um, I look really dumb. I hope you like it. Um, And I just kind of try to post as much as possible. I try my very best to interact with people as much as I can, which I actually really love. I love that so much about social media is that I can talk to people. And if somebody says that they love my music, I can tell them how much I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And I just try my best to do that. And I try my best to um, look for new avenues and new little ways to do it ways that people haven't necessarily done or done in my genre or just kind of try to make it different and try to, um, okay, here's the biggest thing that I would definitely recommend for social media and that is knowing people. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even mean like you got to know someone big and important. It's meeting all of these different influencers, they call them, and all these other artists and people online and interacting with them becoming friends with them you know they shout you out you shout them out um, you become friends you know each other and then you're like hey I'm doing this you want to join in and it's it helps build you slowly but surely when you're all helping each other It's just it's cool
2: you know I saw something pretty cool last night I was on uh, Instagram and I follow a lot of stars and Sabrina Carpenter popped up and she was doing this thing with her <laughs> dog and you know it was just a live video but you could literally inter- intertwine with them. And I've even seen some of them pop up and sing. Have you ever tried something like that? And what type of response have you gotten from that?
1: Um, I've done that a lot. I've done a bunch of, I used to do some live
2: streaming services
1: kind of thing. Um, and also I do live streams and I'll post like covers and stuff on my Instagram, which is the live streams and stuff are interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, because it's all live. And so you'll just get random people. I feel like I used to do kind of like street corner singing, you know, busking, they call it. You just kind of sing on the street corner and anyone and everyone would pass by and watch and stuff. But the difference is here, here is anyone across the whole world will <laughs> be like, hi, I'm from Poland. Hi, I'm from Africa. Hi, I'm from Russia, like everywhere. Which was crazy, and they will just say whatever they think. Mm-hmm. Good or bad. <laughs> um, nice or creepy, or. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting, but it's amazing. And you'll get people who genuinely love your voice. And love watching you do what you do. Not just, you know, oh hi, I think your feet is cute or I like your face or what you wear. It's like, I want to watch you things.
2: Mm. So it's like having your own personal concert in the palm of your hand.
1: Exactly. And I can do it in my room, in my pajamas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, um, what, um, now let's kind of get on your, let's get to your, uh, CD here. Cause I'm really interested about that too. And, uh, you know your fans are important. They, they kind of have some type of an influence on how uh, some of the music that you put out there. So, tell me a little a little bit about your your uh, EP here, which is uh, if it's not for if it's not if it's not forever. Yeah, I could tongue twister t- up yeah, here. Yeah,
0: it's
2: album. An <laughs> and uh, tell me a little <laughs> bit about some of the stories that you put in this, and how have your fans reacted to those stories? This
1: album was. Honestly, incredible to put together. I got to work with so many really cool songwriters. I recorded it at Starstruck Studios, which is Reba McIntyre's studio in Nashville, which was incredible. All the big stars performed there. I was a little starstruck. I was, oh my God, it's called Starstruck Studios. I you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was so awesome to get to do that. And people really loved it especially Freedom Fighter, um, which is probably the biggest song off of it. Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of that is we wrote that song, me and two other people, um, during a writing session. And we came up with the idea of Freedom Fighter, because that usually means like someone who's in the military. Right. And, um, I'm my father was in the army um he was an officer and I was joking that because of that I think he made me a fighter I think he made me really strong and powerful and it's the reason why I can be kind of feisty and um they were like we should write about that we should write about normal people who fight for themselves and I do a bunch of stuff with the military and they all loved it which made me really happy that's interesting. That, you know, that they understood and didn't think that I was, like, trying to, like, moosh off their title.
2: That's cool. So, um, what do you have plans for this particular CD? I know this is, like, not your first single off of here, so um, what are, are you going to be doing any more singles, or are you kind of going back into work for a uh, maybe a full-length album or something?
1: Um, well, that EP came out a little while ago. We just kind of, like slowly like did stuff with it Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense yeah like he kind of just released it and then slowly we're like let's release this let's push this out um let's send this to radio awesome um and i think that i've kind of outgrown it which is so crazy but when you're my age you just scroll through things really fast I have a song on there called teenage girl and I'm now 20 (laughs) so it's it's hard and I'm looking back and kicking myself I'm like why did I write a song that was so easily outgrowable um and so like time sensitive um but of course I wrote that when I was 14 so I wasn't really thinking of that.
2: (laughs) True,
1: but I think I want to go back in the studio. I want—I'm not sure if I'm going to do another full-length album. I think I might just start doing singles. I write constantly. I'm constantly writing. Um, I feel like I just have so much stuff I want to share.
2: So how do you choose what you're gonna? How do you choose what you're gonna put out though? With with that type of Um, uh, a a repertoire,
1: me and my mom pick. (laughs) <laughs> we'll sit down and I'll play her stuff and we uh, nitpick and we're like, she's like, this one is good. This one has a great this or it's catchy or this one's boring or this one feels empowering. This one's too sad. And we just kind of decide what a listener would want to hear Ooh. and what stories I feel are the most important to tell. And the things in my life that I feel need to be represented the most, if that makes any sense.
3: It does. And we kind
1: of just pick and choose, like what we feel deserves it the most and what song we think is the best. I can't always just be like, I feel like this is what I want to say, because it could, everybody else could think it's a terrible song and I could think it's great. So, of <laughs> course, we run it by a bunch of different people and we get a bunch of different opinions. And you um, just pick from there and hope other people like it too.
2: Well, see, that's the one conundrum that every single artist has because we always think that no matter what we put out there, it's amazing. And uh, that's yes. where it's good to have good quality and, people to give you a good, honest answer because a lot of times we don't get that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, recording a song is not cheap. So to be able to go in mm-hmm. there and, and do that, you don't want to make a, a very expensive mistake.
1: Oh my gosh, trust me, we I'm literally at the moment um, discussing budgeting for my next few singles, not even kidding you, today, so I'm feeling that, Um, we're like really thinking, oh my gosh, we gotta pick the right song, and I started doing production classes, so I feel like it might become a little easier if I'm able to do like parts of it, but i I'm not a big computer person. I don't know if I'll ever reach the point where I could just be like, I'm going to produce the whole thing by myself. La-di-da. Uh, <laughs> much respect for producers. I kind of understand why they get paid so much because, Lord, it's hard. Yes. But um, it's expensive. It is a hard thing for artists to pick and not be biased on the stuff that we write because we're like, oh, this is my favorite thing I've ever written. And people are like, well, yeah, it's the last thing we've ever written. <laughs>
2: Wow. You always
1: like the newest thing that you wrote.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I want to be able to get on your song here, and i got one last question for you before we uh, go into something like that. What's your idea of success, and have you reached it yet? I mean, obviously you're still kind of new, but sometimes the, the idea of success is, is very obtainable, and, and it can come right away. But for some, it's, it's in the far distance. I'd love to hear your version of it.
1: Um. I don't think I've reached it yet because my idea of success is to be able to have music be a job that I could like sustain myself on. I want to be able to make money doing music. That is my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. And I make some money, but it's kind of like scattered. And of course, when you're starting out, you're spending more money than you're really making. So my ultimate goal, I mean, I have like my big dreams, you know, I want to sing. it. The Grand Ole Opry, I want to win a CMA award. Um, but I really, my big goal is to just be able to have music be my full-time job. Because if I have to get a normal job, I have no idea how that'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd be as good at it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't blame you. And most artists aren't, so that's why we gotta pursue our dreams and, and, and hit it with full passion yeah. and, uh, and uh, expectations to never let us down. So, Maddie, tell everybody where they can find your new your EP, uh, where they can find your music, and any tours that you have coming out.
1: You can find my songs. We have them on Spotify and also on Apple Music and iTunes. Um, you can check them out and find the links to all of them on my website, MaddieLogan.com. And I am planning to record for them first part of the year and then i'm hoping to do some festivals during the summer um, i'll usually do that and do some more um like just scattered touring throughout the country that i'm going to be starting to announce soon like what my exact plans are because at the moment it's january so everybody's like just getting back into it and like scheduling stuff
2: <laughs> true that's true well, Maddie, this has been so much fun. It's fun to get to know you, learn a little bit about your music, and, of course, we're going to hear it. So, are you ready to, are you ready to get this thing going?
1: Yes, totally.
2: I am, too, and I hope everybody loves it. Go ahead and introduce uh, your song, Freedom Fighter.
1: All right, my name is Maddie Logan, and I really, really, really hope you love my song, Freedom Fighter.
2: This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career, having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czar's. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them.
1: Hey, everybody, this is John Schneider. You know, Dukes of Hazzard, Smallville, haves and have nots. Anyway, you are listening to a great show, The AME Radio Show. I love it. I love it.
0: It's my, my, what a wonderful day. Of sunshine, hay.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Well, did you enjoy our guest today? Because I know they really enjoyed talking to you. I had a fun time with them and you guys. You know, that's what makes this show so much fun. I get to come on and talk about the things I love, and I get to talk to some amazing people along the way and inspire you to challenge yourself and try something new. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. Uh, we will be back again next week. And you can find us on these stations, amfm247.com, and their 11 AM FM stations every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find us on wklap.com every every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and every Saturday night at, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find us on Radio Love every Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You'll also be able to find us on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, and Phoenix Broadcasting On Demand. All you have to do is go check them out and uh, sign up for it. All right. We will see you again next week, guys. Keep those creative juices flowing. Good night, everybody.
3: That's the end? So We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.